0: Let's go to the book of Acts, Acts, the eighth chapter. Acts, the book of Acts, the eighth chapter. And I'm going to read a few verses here and deal with some things. Acts, the eighth chapter, verses 26. To begin with, I'm going to read from verses 26 to verses 31. Um, and then we're going to start dissecting what God is saying in his word and try to give you a revelation of understanding in it. Our title today of this message, if I was to lift the title off the page, it would be Joining Spirits in the Kingdom. The word of God reads this to in Acts 8, starting at the 26th verse through 31. It says, and the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem, from Gaza, which is in de- which is desert. And he arose, and he went, and behold, the man of Ethiopia, an e- eunuch, of great authority under Kandeka, Kandeka, that word there is pronounced not Candace, but Kandeka, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasures. And had come to Jerusalem for to worship, and was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. Pay close attention. He didn't say join himself to, to, to the to Ethiopian, he said join yourself to the chariot. Now, and as he, in verse 30 it says, And Philip ran thither to him, and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandeth thou what thou readest. In other words, do you understand what you're reading? When you're reading a book, do you understand what you're reading? That's the question that was asked. And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? Hmm. And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with here. Joining spirit in the kingdom. Now, go hold your place here and go to 2nd Corinthians 4 verse 7 because I do need to set the stage here, okay? 2nd Corinthians 4 verse 7 because we're going to be dealing with some stuff because in these scriptures we just read, there was this Ethiopian was over a treasure. Now, being that we preach and teach a spiritual word here, Second Corinthians 4, 7, and by doing so, we teach people how to get around in the Bible. Well, you'll know what's in the Bible, and you'll know how to get to where you need to get to in the book instead of just go and listen to some preacher popping off at the mouth. You know, you'll know the word for yourself. And that way you can't get flim flame. Amen. Now. So we dare not want to ever be in that number where God's people are lazy Christians, where they don't want to even bring a Bible. You know, they just want to sit and hear what a man got to say. No, I want to hear what God has to say. Amen? Everybody on cue with that? Amen? So, as we look at this word in Second Corinthians, uh 4 verse 7, I think it reads something like, we have this uh, treasure, is that right? In what kind of vessels? That's this, this vessel here. There's a treasure inside of us called the kingdom of God, because it's also stated that the kingdom of God is within you. So I'm setting the stage on what's going on over here because we're going to take you on a journey to salvation. A journey to salvation. Now, it says that and the excellence of the power, that means the working of the power, is of who? God and not of us, right? The excellence of the power. So that, that treasure that we have inside of us called the kingdom of God, see, it's not us that knows how to mandate what it needs to do. But the excellence of that power, the guidance of that power is of God and it's not of us. So that means that we've got to allow God to demonstrate through what he has placed in us. Correct? Now watch this. Go back over here to the main text. because I want to teach you this morning about some things. In verse 26, Acts 8, 26. You see it there? It says that the angel of the Lord. Now that word angel there means that there is a messenger of God. It says that the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip saying arise and go toward the south let me stop there Philip is those that desire to know God's power okay see you got to understand something church this is what God does this is why the Bible is a mystery this is why it's a mystery you can't read the Bible on the top and understand what God is saying no more than you can take a boat and sail across the ocean and say that you know the sea. You do not know the sea just because you sailed across the top of it. You got to go down in it in order to know the sea. Understood? That's why the word of God said the letter killeth, but the spirit makes alive. He said, I've made you able ministers of the New Testament in the spirit and not in the letter. So, when you see all these characters, you know, it may be four or five characters. We've got right there. We've got Philip. We've got the Ethiopians. We've got Kandaka, who's the queen of the Ethiopians, you know. We've got three different characters right there. But each one of those characters, most preachers preach it from a physical aspect. But that's not what God is talking about. What God is doing is God is using these characters so that he can teach you a spiritual journey within yourself. Does it make sense? Because each one of these names represents a spiritual attribute inside of you, okay? We deal in kingdom knowledge here, not church religion here. Kingdom knowledge. This is what Jesus wanted to teach us is kingdom knowledge. Kingdom knowledge. Amen? Amen. So, put this thing right here because I don't want to make no mistake and topple. I'm too old for that. I don't mean so well. No more. Now, notice that it was the angel of the Lord that came and he spake to Philip. And he said now, Philip is the desire to know God's power. He said now, in order for you to know what I'm thinking to do, you got to arise. In other words, you got to leave where you are right now. See, wherever you're dwelling at right now, he said, arise. Get up. Because i got to greater plan for you. I've got a larger plan for your life. You know, some of us have been dwelling too long in the same place within ourselves. Make sense? It's time to rise up. So he says, now, you say that you want and you desire the power of God to be released in you. Well, you're going to have to rise up in order to get it. Now, watch this. And he says, arise and go toward the south, which means to go toward the light. So your desire for God and his power has to go toward the light of God. Amen. It can't stay in darkness and you expect for things to happen in your life the way God intended for it to happen. You know what I mean? It don't work like that. So you've got to take this desire that you have to know God's power and you've got to learn how to excopiate it into the word of God and find the light. Go toward the south, which is the light, which unto the way that go down from Jerusalem, which is down from the city of peace, unto Gaza, which is a desert. Gaza is a desert. God is saying, look, this is what I need for you to do. I need for you, first of all, to arise. And I need for you to go toward the light that you received from this word. And I need you to take the peace of God with you when you go because you're going to need it. You're going to need it. Now, when you go, I want you to take this desire that you have for God to know his power. And I need for you to take that light that you've received from him, that understanding that you've received. And I want you to take it down into those desert places in you, those places that they're not doing nothing. Gaza. It's a desert. Anybody got some places in them? That you don't have to raise your hand. That's a desert. Ain't nothing being fruitful. You know, well, see, God wants to produce something in your life. God wants to make something happen in your life that's far beyond what you used to happening in your life, you see. But in order for it to do it, you've got to get up. You've got to do that. And in rising up, that means that you're going to have to cut some weights loose. Or they're going to bow you back down. Amen? Watch the word. Verse 27. And he arose and went. I call that obedience. When he heard, he did. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Y'all see it there in Acts 8, 27? And he did what? And he arose. That's what he was told to do, right? And he was also told to go. And he went, right? How many times have God told us to get up and go do something and we say, nah? Huh? God told some folk this morning, get up and go to church. Oh, but it's raining. I would have went. Okay. Okay, suppose Jesus would have said, well, I would have went to the cross. I would have, but he didn't do that. You understand what I'm saying? I would have, you know, God been good to some folks. And, 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 you know, somebody need to be giving God some praise in this world today. Somebody need to have sense enough to give God some praise, you know, because he spared your life. Yeah. He spared your life. He did things for you out of, the, out of the abnormal. You ought to have been rushing into the house of God to say thank you, Lord. Because cause it didn't have to be that way. But we still stuck on self. And when you're stuck on self, you're stuck on stupid. Amen? Amen? Stuck on band-aid? Stuck on stupid? All right. I'm just being honest up here now. 27 said, and he went, he arose, and he went, and behold, there was a man of Ethiopia, a unit, uh-oh, of great authority under Kandaka, queen of the Ethiopian, who had charge over all her what? There that word is, where is that treasure? In what? Earthen vessels, right? But, 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 but this guy that's got power over it, he's a eunuch. That means that he don't know how to produce nothing From the treasure that he has in him. I better get back up here. I see y'all looking crazy. All right, okay, all right. Listen to what it is now. Listen to what he's doing. Back off you. He's an Ethiopian, right? The word Ethiopian there means darkness. Ain't got nothing to do with no race of people. We're talking about a spiritual thing, it means ignorance. He was ignorant of how to produce. That's why he was a eunuch. A eunuch is somebody that can't produce nothing. Huh? He ain't got no potency in him, you know? So, he, but, but he, he, he had great authority. See, God has given us great authority. Right? God has given us great authority, but we're not producing nothing because we're caught between doing what's right with God and what's in the world. So what we're doing is we're playing ping-pong, and then things don't work, you see, because bitter water and sweet water, the Bible says, can't come out of the same system. You can't eat from the Lord's table and from the devil's table and expect something to happen. You just can't. That's word, y'all. That's word. So you either got to do this or you'll continue to do that or you'll continue to try to do both. And a man can't serve two masters because he'll either hate one and hold fast to the other one. You know what I'm saying? Or he'll love one and despise the other. It's tight up in here. It's tight up in here. They, some of them did know not to come today. It's tight. Huh? So, 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 here it is. The, 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 the man of Ethiopia which is the man of ignorance, he's ignorant to what he had. He had authority, great authority, over the treasure that belonged to Kandeka, who was the queen of ignorance. Because so she's the queen of the Ethiopians. She didn't know what she had. How many times have you had something, and you didn't know what to do with it, and God gave you a gift for you to use, and because you would have rulership over it, You didn't know what to do with it. So you said, well, I'll pass on this. You do. Well, see, that's what Kandika was doing. You see, it was her treasure. But she passed it on. The ignorant passed it on to the ignorant. You know? But God's going to help. God's going to help the ignorant. He ain't going to leave you. He's not going to do that. No, we're on a journey to salvation here. He's not going to do that. God's a good God. So watch this. The Bible says that... This Ethiopian, he had come to Jerusalem to worship. See, here it is again, he 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 had a form of godliness, but he wasn't saved. So he was denying the power thereof because he didn't know how to work that tragedy in him. See, since a whole lot of people come to church but they ain't saved, you see what I'm saying? But God gonna help you. We're on a journey to salvation here this morning. Okay, here he is. He's been up. To the church, Jerusalem, the city of peace. He been there to worship, right? But he ain't saved yet. But he's got that desire. And man, as long as you got that desire, I'm telling you, God can make something happen. Watch this. And was 28. Was returning and sitting in his chariot. And he read Isaiah the prophet. Now here he is. He's already been up there to Jerusalem. he has been to church. And he heard something. And now he's reading the prophet Isaiah. And the word Isaiah means God's salvation. Or God is salvation. So you see, he's searching for salvation. Isaiah, the prophet, the word prophet means inspired. So he's inspired to try to find out what this salvation is all about. But you see, ain't it good that God got you well over yonder? See, he already got Philip working. He already done told Philip, look, go down. See, there's a connection that's about to take place in your life, you know. So God said, now I'm going to take this desire that you have for me, and I'm going to connect you with something that's going to be the greatest thing that you've ever came across in your life. So Philip comes down from Jerusalem. The eunuch been up to Jerusalem, now he's coming down, and they're about to meet up with each other, you see. So, there he is, he's sitting, the eunuch, he's sitting in his chariot. That word chariot means spiritual vehicle. See, all of us are sitting in a spiritual vehicle with that ourselves. Are y'all following me? And it's in that spiritual vehicle called the chariot that watch what God tells him to do. Tells Philip to do. Verse 28 says, and was returning, that's the unit, and sitting in his chariot, his spiritual vehicle. And he was reading about salvation. Isaiah the prophet represents the God's salvation, you know. But look at verse 29, and I like it. Then the spirit said to Philip, Go near and join thyself to his chariot first it was the angel speaking back up here, look back up there in 26 it was the angel, right? in verse 26 ain't the angel no more speaking it's the spirit itself amen is it not the spirit? now the spirit speaks to us. See, because of your, your, your desire because of your desire and you were obedient when God spoke to you then what God does is God doesn't send a messenger anymore. God begins to speak to you expressly. The spirit told him. Now this is what I want you to do. I want you to go fill up. And I don't want you to join yourself to him. Because he ain't ready yet. But I want you to join yourself to the spiritual vehicle that he's sitting in. Read the word. Read the word. I want you to take your desire that you have for God. And I want you to link it in with that spiritual vehicle that's inside of you. That's what read the word. Read it. Don't take my word for it. Take the word word for it. I'm just showing you what's in the word. He said now, verse 29, then the Spirit said unto this Philip, the desire. Of God's power. Go near and join thyself to this chariot. Did not say join thyself to him. The unit. It said join yourself to the spiritual vehicle that he's riding in. Because he just came out of worship. And Philip ran hither thither to him. And heard him read the prophet Isaiah. And said do you understand what you're reading? watch this verse 31 and he said how can I accept some man should give or should guide me and he desired see that is desired Philip mm-hmm, that he would come up and sit which means come up and dwell with him this is the word of God in order to get God's salvation, you got to ask for it. He requested. The Bible says that, Behold, the book of Revelation. I stand at the door and knock. If anything open up, see, you got to open up. You've got to request the power of God to come and dwell with you in the spirit of vehicle that you are in. You understand what I'm saying? You see, that's why God will take the desire to know his power and he'll link it in with your spiritual vehicle, but you're the one that's got to ask it to come up and dwell with you. Does it make sense? Huh? That's why you got to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. You see? So, so, so he said, now how can I understand this unless I have a man to guide me in this thing? You see, so Romans tells us Romans 10, verse 14, well, verse 17 say, uh, faith cometh by what? Hearing. And hearing cometh by what? The word of God. But 14 and 15 say, of that same chapter, of Romans, uh, 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 what did I say? Romans 10, verse 14 and 15 say, but how can you hear without preaching? If faith cometh by hearing, and hearing cometh by the word of God, Bible goes on to say, well, but how can you hear so that your faith will produce. How can you hear without a preacher? And how can he preach unless he's been sent? By who? By God. See, it's a lot of them out there preaching, but they ain't been sent sent by God. They ain't been sent by God. Because if they were sent by God and they'd be given the same word that we give them. But they don't give the same word that we give them. They don't dissect the word like we do here. You see? But God said in his word that this is the way you're supposed to do it that I made you able ministers. But they're still giving everybody surface knowledge out there. Elementary teachings. It's time to grow up from that. we big boys and girls. We don't, we, don't, we don't do that. We serve meat with bones and we eat bone and all. So, we don't serve milk here. We don't. Milk for the unskilled. We don't serve that here. They serve that down the road. And that's all they serve. Nothing else on the menu. Milk. What you got? Milk. What kind? Strawberry. Chocolate. We got different flavors, but milk. That's all we got. Huh? might get a milkshake. But that's it. All right, let's go over here to 36. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. It don't take long to bush you. Amen? Y'all ain't mad at me. I ain't done nothing until you have. Huh? And he done a thing. Look here. Verse 36. Go to verse 36. Enjoy yourselves. Are you there with verse 36? And he said, And as they went their way, the way that God had instructed them to, they came unto a certain what? Now, here again. You think that's water. But go over to Ephesians 5.26. I need you to see what's going on there. We're on a journey, y'all, to salvation. Go over here to Ephesians 5.26. I really need for you to see this. He didn't come to any kind of water. He came to a certain water. That's what the Bible says, right? right. When y'all get there to uh, Ephesians 5.26, somebody say amen. amen. Read it, sister. Yeah, read the King James. That's what we. So the water is the word. Huh? So he came to a certain word. <laughs> a certain word. Now, where was he reading about? Isaiah, right? He was reading about salvation, right? He came to a certain word because the book de- declares the fact that we might be cleansed through the w- and sanctified through the washing and the, of, of the, and the cleansing of the water by the word. So it's the word of God that's going to cleanse you, right? Right? So it really ain't got nothing to do with water, right? But that's how they see it. That's how they preach it, right? But the real truth of the matter is if they'd have just went on and saw what God was saying and sought the Lord on it, they would have known. He's talking about God's word here. It ain't finished. He ain't finished with it. Came to a certain water, verse 36 over there, back in Acts. Acts 8, verse 36. Hold your places. Always hold your main place. Is everybody there? He said, see, here is water. In other words, see, here the word is. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Now the word baptized means to be overwhelmed in grace. He said, now, what's hindering me to be baptized? Watch this. See, he had sense enough to know that something was hindering him, and he wanted to know what it was because why? He wanted to receive that certain word, that certain water that he had come to. He said, now, what's hindering me then? You know? Cause I'm reading this stuff, I want it, but I don't understand it, right? He said, Now what's hindering me? Watch the word. Here's salvation. And verse 37 said, And Philip said, That's that desire to know God's power. If thy do what? With all thy thou mayest. And he answered, and he said, out of his mouth, I what? That Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Now, he asked what was hindering him, right? What did this man do? He believed in his heart, and he spoke it out of his mouth. Go to Romans. Go to Romans 10, 9 and 10. And say amen when you get there. Romans 9, Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. What, he said, what hinders me, right? What hinders me? And Philip said, now, if you believe with all your heart, and then he spoke, I believe. in Jesus Christ, Son of God, right? Watch verse 9 in Romans, nine, Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. It said, that if thou confess with what? The Lord Jesus. And shalt believe in thine heart that God hath done what? Raised him from the dead? That should be what? Okay, there it is. There it is. Ain't that what the eunuch did? Ain't that what he did? He said, What's hindering me from being baptized? He said, You need to get saved. Ain't no need in you getting baptized in water and you ain't saved yet. That comes after. That comes after. So it wouldn't have done Philip no good to put him in the water if he hadn't been saved. So he asked the question, He said, What's hindering me? He said, Well, you need to get saved. Well, how am I going to do that? Do you believe in your heart, in all of your heart, that Jesus is Lord? Do you believe it? He said, I believe it. So that's all it took. And then notice what they did. And verse 37 says, and Philip, and verse 38 said, And he commanded the chariot to do what? See, that's another problem. Oh, Lord. That's another problem right there. We get a little bit of this thing, and then we ain't got sense enough to stand still under the teaching long enough to figure out what God is really saying. What did he tell them to do? Stand your tail still. He told the chariot. Your spiritual be, be. Psalm 4610 say, Be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know that I'm God. And that's what he told him to do. He said, stand still. Right here. In other words, wherever that word hits you at, stand there. Stand still. And let that word do what it's supposed to do in you. Stand still. Don't run from it. Don't get offended by it. But stand still. Moses said, stand still and see the salvation of of the Lord. So verse 38 said and he commanded the chariot to stand still and who went down? They went down both into the somebody say the word. Both Philip and the eunuch. Mhm. And he overwhelmed him with grace. Baptized mean to be overwhelmed. They went down together, did they not? See, your desire, in order to get saved, your desire for to know God's power has to be linked with the spirit that's inside of you. And once that takes place, miracles begin to happen in your life, you see. So notice something. Have you ever seen anybody get baptized by themselves? What I mean is they go and they just dump their own... <laughs> have you ever seen that? So there's something special about the preacher man under the anointing. Do you believe that? That's, that because otherwise, why would the preacher man have to be the one to take him under? Have, John the Baptist did it. Everybody does it. You know? So... What that tells me is that God has a formula, a format for us to go by. And what happens is is that you've got the human that's getting saved, his soul. You've got God who wants to save him, but you've got the minister of the gospel that's the catalyst. That's going to draw that power from that word when they take you under. In other words, when you go under the sea. Because as long as you're on top of it, you're not going to know what God is trying to do to you. But once you go under, it becomes an internal thing. And you begin to see a road map inside yourself. You begin to see how the spirit moves inside of you through this kingdom. See, this treasure, the eunuch was ignorant of it. He didn't know what he had. He didn't know how to produce. You see, he had to be guided into how to produce this thing. You know, he had to be. He didn't know how, you know. So what happens is, is God takes, he uses the man of God, the woman of God, to baptize you in the word, submerge you in the word. Water is only a symbol, people. God is a spirit. (laughs) You know, you just go down dry and come up wet. And how about you say 200 of them got saved. You a liar. I doubt two of them got saved. You just had a whole bunch of people come down there on emotion because you done hyped everybody up. Now you're telling lies. Two weeks later, where all of them got saved That Oh, no. Well, they, if they'd have got saved, they'd have came back. Wouldn't it? You ever seen that happen? Y'all ever seen it happen? We had 150 of them get saved. You might have had one. If salvation was that easy for people to accept, everybody would have it. But it's for whosoever will. And the problem is, is whosoever will won't. That's the problem. Because we stuck on self. I put a thing on, on Facebook about how this thing called selfies. Everybody love to put their picture on Facebook. Selfies. I mean, every once in a while I put a, a, a picture, you know. But I'm talking about some folk just constantly. Just, just like they, they, you see them with that camera. You know what I'm saying? And, and then I, I, I remember the book. I think it's 2 Timothy 2, one. I think it is where it says men will become, that's women too, they become lovers of themselves. Rather than lovers of God. And they named that thing right. Selfie. They named that thing real right. Selfie. And they also named that thing right about the iPhone. The iPad. I. I. It's all about I. It's all about I. It's all about I. And got everybody crazy. Got got everybody crazy. You know. And it's just a bad situation. But what I'm saying is this. Is that. God wants. God wants. To allow his spirit to travel throughout you. And what's happening is, is that we're so caught up in world until we, are. it's like a briar patch. And we've got this awesome treasure. But we can't get to it because we're stuck with so many other briars and the thorns of sin. And so many of the thickets. That we can't get to it. Because we're too caught up on us. And every time we try to go forward. Us get in the way. Am I in the house? And what us do. Is destroy us. That's all us going to do to us. Is destroy us. So as we live. And as we walk this journey. We learn to turn. A little more loose. A little more loose a little more, that's why the bible tells us to be long suffering one another, you know, and let's work this thing because God is good to us, and I'm not one to get up i'm I'm a teacher, Jesus was a teacher, you know you need to know the word you've all you you all of y'all have tried that other stuff, and it didn't get you some of you, you still don't know where the books are, and you've been and if you don't know what the books are, you don't know what's in the Bible. Because nobody never teaches it to you. You know what I'm saying? You just come in. And, 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 and But see, that's not right. See, that's not right. You need to be taught warfare. You need to be taught the word of God. You need to be taught the kingdom knowledge so that you can release the power within you to heal yourself. You, can, you won't need to be running to somebody else to do it. You won't need to be running to somebody else to explain the word to you because now you make contact. See? See? Because afterwards Philip left. After Philip showed him that was it. Now you got it. Now the spirit is on you. Now the spirit is in you. Now you can do it. See when you study the word now then things will start popping out that you didn't see before because now you start pulling back the cover, you know, you start pulling it back. You start pulling it back. It's like an onion. You peel one layer then you peel another layer but there's another, you know. God is just that deep. And we can't put God in some kind of little old religious box, you know. That's the worst thing you can do is be around people who are small-minded in God and go say, well, that's what, the, that's what it means and that's all it means. No, the Bible says no man has a private interpretation of any scripture or prophecy. No man. That means this thing is growing, 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 growing. And you, if you don't grow with it, you get left behind. Amen. I'm through. God bless y'all. Come on up, man. That word was so profound. Amen. Very profound. You know, there are so many mysteries in the Word of God.